Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance, remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we are starting our, I don't want to say dive, because for me a dive would be us going verse by verse for ages, Um, but we're starting a look at the wisdom books. And so this week, well, last week, I asked you if you wanted to prepare, um, we're going to be talking about Job today. Job might not be the one, the first book that pops in your mind when we talk about wisdom. Because Job, when you read the story, you kind of have to go, what wisdom is there in this? If you read, if you read the book of Job this past week, you'll know that it is a hard read. It is, it's tough, it's disheartening. Um, it's not very hopeful for most of it. It's rough. Where do we find wisdom in that? We hear the story of Job and how piece by piece everything that he has is taken away. Family, money, land, health, all of it. Everything except his wife. <laughs> Everything except his wife and some friends. And friends. What friends? Friends. friends? Question mark. Yeah. His friend. At least one good one. There's one friend in the shortest man in the Bible. He's me. But you know, where? What wisdom can we find in that? And I don't know. I don't know if you read. I don't know if you thought about it, but it's kind of hard finding out why is this a wisdom book? Because really, it's most of it's really just a downer. But we see wisdom scattered all throughout. All throughout Job, we see those bits and pieces of wisdom scattered through. When we think about wisdom in the Bible, we think about Proverbs, and we'll get to that, where it's, here's a wise saying, here's another wise saying, here's a good way to live your life, here's another good thing, just bit, 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 bit by bit, a collection of sayings, thoughts, a collection of wisdom. But Job isn't like that. It's a story. It is a narrative story about one guy and his trials, his tribulations, and eventually the hope. But we don't always think of it as wisdom. Because, well, it doesn't flat out say, this is wisdom. This is a wise thing. We kind of have to read between the lines. 
And I'm glad we talked about Job's friends. Glad, glad we brought it up. Because Job's friends, if you read, they give probably the opposite of wisdom. They give some pretty bad advice. But the friends show us two, two great things, two wise things. One, don't always listen to your friends. They don't always know what's right or what's good. But they do show us one really wise thing. They come to Job. They hear about everything that's going on. They come to Job. And they just sit. They just sit with him. They don't say anything. They're just there. They're just there for their, their friend. <coughs> if he needs something, they'll get it. If he just wants to talk, they'll listen. Now, eventually, they open their mouths, and all of that wisdom goes out the window. Yeah. But there, there is a good example of how to be a friend. It's just being there. And a lot of times it's better if you're there and you don't open your mouth. I'm still learning that. It is hard. But we see all of these things happen to Job. And the real wisdom, like for most stories, most, the wisdom comes at the end. You get this long story, and then at the end, you get whatever the moral of the story is. Because every story has to have a moral. Not really. There are some stories that are just stories. But at the end, we get the moral. We get the wisdom. A little bit of wisdom that God the writer is trying to impart. And this is what they were trying to impart from the very beginning. Because most people, most scholars, think that Job was the first book in the, that was written in the Bible. We get Genesis at the beginning because, well, it says in the beginning, and that's a good place to start, is at the beginning. But we got to remember, for the longest time, these weren't written down. They were passed on. They were told from generation to generation to generation. The people they lived, the experience, they told their kids. They told their kids. They told their kids. And eventually, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through the grace of God, it all got written down. That didn't come until later. But Job was written down first, which means it's probably going to be a pretty, pretty important lesson, pretty important moral. We see Job has all these riches, and piece by piece, bit by bit, they're all taken away from him. 
Everyone around him is saying, curse God and die. Whatever you, whatever you need to do, just give up on God. Forget it. God's not being good to you. Why should you be good to God? But Job doesn't. But he does get a little perturbed. This entire book is people just talking back and forth. And Job talks to God. Job complains to God. Why? Why are you doing this to me? What did I do? I've been good. Why is this happening to me? God, I don't think you're as wise as you say that you are. As people say that you are. I don't think you're as just. If you were just, none of this would have happened to me. But God responds. And God tells Job, you think you're wise? You think you're just? You think you know what's going on? Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Who shut the sea with doors and burst from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment, and thick darkness its swaddling band, prescribed limits for it, set bars and doors, said, Thus far you shall come, no further. Here's where your proud waves will stay. Have you commanded the morning since days began? Caused the dawn to know its place? Have you entered into the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare if you know this. If you know all this, tell me. Show me. Do it. Job was wanting justice. He said God was not as wise as he said he was. As he thought God should be. But God tells Job, if you know everything, were you there when I created the world? When I hung stars in the sky? You, want, you think you're wise? Do it. I'll let you control the universe. If you think you can. You know everything? Do it. Prove it. Here are the keys. Have at it. And that's where we see wisdom. Wisdom that God proves to Job. Job realizes that his wisdom is not actually wisdom at all. That he knows nothing. Compared to God, he knows absolutely nothing. He has no power. None of it. Job kind of takes a step back. He thinks about it. 
And he goes, yeah, well. Tempting as that offer is, there's no way I could do that. If you handed me a plane, I would love to think that I could fly it. But in my wisdom, I know that I don't know how to fly a plane. That's not going to stop me from trying. But that's where wisdom comes from. Job finally gets it. He finally gets that wisdom and realizes, I know nothing. I have no power. God is great and I am small. And that's kind of a hard lesson to get. Because, well, the world revolves around us, doesn't it? I mean, everything that happens, happens to me. When I go to sleep, the world shuts down. Nothing's going on. But God shows Job, you are just a small part. And while your world is big to you, it's nothing compared to the universe. And Job finally gets it. He finally gets that wisdom that's been trying, God's trying to get into his head. God is just. Even if we don't think he is. God is just because God is justice. The world is his. And he determines what's just or unjust. He determines what's wise or foolish. It's all in God's hands. I think this is one of the first books that was written down because it is the fundal, one of the fundamental lessons of knowing who we are and who God is. God is God and we are not. God is God. And while we play a part, the story's not about us. If we were in God's shoes, the world's going to go bad pretty quickly. Because we're not as smart as we think we are. That's one of the lessons. Passing down. One of the interesting things about Job is that Job is not an Israelite. He's not a part of the people of God. He's from a city far away. None of his friends are Israelites. None of his friends are Hebrews. They're from all different places. Because God is not just the God of one people, of one place. He's the God of everywhere. No matter where you're from, how powerful you think you are, how good you think you are, you think you're smart because you come from some nation, God is bigger. God is greater. It's easy, especially for the Israelites. I mean, they were the people of God. They were chosen, delivered by God. 
But here God is talking to someone from a place that they would probably never go to. Probably only heard of in this story. They didn't know where it was on a map. But the God of them is the God of Job. Is the God of Job's friends. It's all under his control. From one guy in the city of Uz to the grand cosmos. It's all in his hand. And Job's not going to run the... He's not going to run it well. None of them would. And that's what God was trying to get, get across. Not just to Job, but to everyone who's going to read this. To his people. We want the way, we want the world to be the way we think the world should be. Because if I was in control, the world would be fair. Everything would go smoothly. It would all be okay. That's not true at all. If I, if I ruled the world, and I'm not saying don't let me rule the world, if you're going to offer that, I'll take the job. But if I rule the world, it's not going to go well. It's going to be chaos. In not years, probably minutes. But that's okay. Because I'm not in control. You're not in control. Job wasn't in control. God's in control. And the world is his. Job is just there. It finally clicks. It finally clicks in Job's head. And once that happens, his entire worldview changes. And after that, well, that's when the blessings occur. Everything he had that was taken away is restored. All that and more. All that he realizes that God is in control. Any other thoughts? Um, I can't help but wonder if um, what you're saying about Job and the lessons you learned um, and how that compares with what's happening with Israel. You know, they, they have been bashed and undergone so much throughout the year being people, despite being God's people, and they keep having to fight, um, get killed, um, oppressed, and despised by, you know, a lot of nations. So I'm just wondering, is this the same kind of When stuff happens, we always want to look for a reason. Because that's what we do as people. That's what Job was trying to do. I must, he said, I must have done something wrong. His wife, said, his wife said, you've clearly done something wrong for all this to happen. We always want to look for a cause. We actually always want to look for someone or something to blame. 
Because if we can blame it, if we can blame something else, then it's not actually our problem. Was that also the mindset of Israel in regard to if something bad happens to me, that means that I have sinned? That was, when we get to Jesus' yeah. time, that is yeah. a huge mindset. Yeah. Um, we see the story of the man who was born, um, he was born blind, no, born disabled. Um, and the Pharisees come and they say, who sinned for this to happen? Did this guy sin? Or did his parents sin? Did somebody back in the day sin to cause this? Jesus, no. Sometimes things just happen. We live in a sinful, fallen world. It's chaotic, sometimes scary. And that's just the way the world is now. It's full of sin. And we always want to look for something to blame. And if we're going to get down to the root of it, our own sinful nature. Doesn't it all go back to free will? And I remember my dad would say, well, just because they jumped off the bridge, does that mean you're going to jump off the bridge too? You know what I'm saying. You, uh, and, and free will, to me, this story applies to the fact that he didn't go to God and ask for help and ask for guidance, you know, with his dealings. He, he got a lot of his information from his friends, it sounds like. And, um, and you think, well, if he, had, if he had taken the time, and he really was a true believer, and he'd really taken the time to discuss, you know, things like this with God, then, he would have had a better grip on things and he would have been more in line with um, with God and doing the right thing and all that but you know God gives us free will and so we just sometimes we just go with it and it never works out for me unless I mean if it's something real serious and, and I'm having to figure out, you know, what I should do. I always go to God and say, take this and, and tell me how to proceed. Because I can't do it. <laughs> so to me, the moral of the story is that you, when you find yourself in a situation like that, a life situation, you need to talk to God about it. But there's also the fact that God had kind of Released his hold on Joe. Okay. And say, Go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? Me? Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of what she was saying. We do have free will. By the, by the same time, right at the first of Job, it's, you know, he made the statement the very thing that I fear has come upon me. So there was an opening. When you are fearful for something, there's an opening for the enemy to come in. And so that was kind of the hedge that fell. Uh, because God says, okay, I'll, I'll remove the hedge, but don't kill it. Mm -hmm. 
back to what Susan asked about. The same countries that are coming against Israel right now are the same ones since biblical since, since we know about Israel. By different names, they're not the same name countries anymore, but they're the same people. They're the same philosophy, the same uh, religion. So it's the same one. Is it inevitable? Uh, they think they're going to wipe Israel off the map? That's what their goal is. I don't know. But isn't that the fight against good and evil? I mean, well, sure. it's Satan bringing the attack. Sure. And God saying, this man is faithful. Is that well, that was the answer between, between God and the devil. The devil said one thing and said, you know, I can, I can turn them against you. And God said, well, go ahead and yeah. give it your best shot. You just can't kill us. He did up until the, I mean, you know, don't you know, a lot of people would have died from all the things that were, that, uh, the devil had put on Job. Uh, but God did not let him die. God wouldn't let him die. That was the one rule. God protects his people. That doesn't mean that tragedy, disaster, calamity is not going to happen. But we, mean people aren't gonna but we know that we are the people of God. We're in his hand. And no matter what other people, what other nations, whatever, no matter what happens in this sinful, fallen, and broken world, that ultimately, we're in God's hands. That ultimately, we're going to be okay. Since the very beginning, people have tried to wipe the people of God off the map. But we're still here. Don't you think when he gave us a lesson to learn, that may have been what Job was going through with the lesson. Because I knew I thought those before. And you don't always feel that at the time. But when you look back, you go, oh, oh yeah, that was a lesson. Now, some of the more wise of us or the more observant may go, God is trying to teach me something right now. But I'm not that wise, nor am I that observant. I only learn about it after the fact. But Job, if we really look into it, there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of depth, because it shows us not just who we are, but who God is. And then next week, we're going to get even, going to go even further into another book that shows us who God is, but also shows us who we are, what we do. The way we're, we react to things. And I'm not going to ask you to read all of it because, well, I am nice. But if you look, you want to kind of read ahead. Next week we're going to be looking at the next book of the Bible, which is Psalms. We're going to be looking at Psalms next week.
if you want, I can kind of get together a short little list of things that we're going to be talking about so you can read it. But I didn't have that ready just yet, so I'll give it to you this week. But on that, let's go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks for coming.